Hare Krishna. Welcome everybody to today's Srimad Bhagavatam class. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki. Thanks for being here or listening in if you're on the radio or internet. Thank you. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari. Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivara Dari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Girivara Dari Kashodanandana Brajajananjana Kashodanandana Brajajananjana Jamuna Tiravanachari Jamuna Tiravanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Guru Dev, Jaya Jaya Guru Nitai Gora Premanandi Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2, Text Number 9 Dharmasyahi Appavargasya 
Dharmasya hi apavargasya. Nartorityo pakalpate. Nartho Rithya Yopakalpate Narthasya Dharma Kantasya Narthasya Dharma Ikantasya Kamo labaya hi smrita. Kamo labaya hi smrita. Dharmasya hi aparvargasya. Narto arpaya palkapate. Nartasya Dharma Kantasya Kamo Labyahi Smita Please repeat Dharmasya Dharmasya Dharmasya, occupational engagements. He, certainly. Apavagaryasya, ultimate liberation. Na, not. Artha, end. Ar- Arthaya, for material gain. Upakalpate, is meant for. Na, neither. Arhasya, of material gain. Dharma eka antasya, for one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service. Kama, sense gratification. Labaya, attainment of. He, exactly. Smrita, is described by the great sages. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Shila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Shila Prabhupada Ki. Jai, Shila Prabhupada. Translation, all occupational engagements are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, according to sages, 
One who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. Please repeat. All occupational engagements are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, according to sages, one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. All occupational engagements are certainly meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. Furthermore, according to sages, one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. Purport. We have already discussed that pure devotional service to the Lord is automatically followed by perfect knowledge and detachment from material existence. But there are others who consider that all kinds of different occupational engagements, including those of religion, are meant for material gain. The general tendency of any ordinary man in any part of the world is to gain some material profit in exchange for religious or any other occupational service. Even in the Vedic literatures, all sorts of religious performances, excuse me, even in the Vedic literatures, for all sorts of religious performances, an allurement of material gain is offered. And most people are attracted by such allurements or blessings of religiosity. Why are such so-called men of religion allured by material gain? Because material gain can enable one to fulfill desires, which in turn satisfy sense gratification. This cycle of occupational engagements includes so-called religiosity followed by material gain and material gain followed by fulfillment of desires. Sense gratification is the general way for all sorts of occupied men. But in the statement of Sutta Goswami, as per the verdict of the Srimad Bhagavatam, this is nullified by the present shloka. One should not engage himself in any sort of occupational service for material gain only. Nor should material gain be utilized for sense gratification. How material gain should be utilized is described as follows. Om agana chimanandasya janandaran salakaya chakshur and militam jena tasma shri gurvain maha shri chaitanya menobisam shapitam jena bhutale svayam rupa karamayam daranti svapadantikam I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master is opening my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances under the dust of his lotus feet. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pestaya, Bhutale, Shimati, Tamal Krishna, Goswami, Nitinamani. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Pestaya, Bhutale, Shimati Bhakti Vedanta, Swami, Nitinamani. Namaste, Sarasvati Devi, Gauravani, Pacharine, Nirvisesha, Sunyavari, Pashkatari, Shatarine. Banchakalpa Dharubhaischa, Kripasindhusevacha, Patitanam, Bhavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo, Namo, Namaha, Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Shirvetsu Kadadhar, Shivasari Gora Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So we're reading again from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2. Text number 9. So, we're beginning the Srimad Bhagavatam, the spotless Purana, which has arisen in this dark age of Kali to bring light, right? To bring the light of knowledge. And so, uh, Prabhupada is helping to explain to us the discourse of the sages at Namsharanya. All occupational engagements are meant for ultimate liberation. They should never be performed for material gain. According to sages, 
one who is engaged in the ultimate occupational service, should never use material gain to cultivate sense gratification. So even ordinary men should not be using uh, their engagement to make money for sense gratification. What to speak of advanced spiritualists, like everybody sitting in here. Everyone in here, everyone listening is an advanced personality who is uh, engaged in the ultimate, the ultimate occupational service, right? What is that? Going back home, back to Godhead, right? And taking as many as we can with us. This was Sri Prabhupada's goal. He didn't come just to, to save himself, right? Prabhupada already knew who Krishna was. He came to deliver Krishna to others. And he tells us that's the same thing you have to do. You have to give Krishna to others and you get Krishna in return. So this is the ultimate occupational service for a soul to question, why am I here? Why am I suffering? Is this, is this it? Is this my body all there is? Are my senses all there is? Or is there something more? Is there life after death? Is there an ultimate goal? Yes. The ultimate goal is to understand who we are in relationship to Krishna. To question who is Krishna. And to serve the supreme absolute truth. And uh, Srila Prabhupada explains so nicely in the purport that uh, many men of so-called men of religion... You know, we see these people, they're in India, they're in America, they're all over the world. People who clothe themselves in religiosity, right? And they preach, they're preachers. And they get on TV in America, right? They're tele-evangelists, television evangelists. And they basically preach a doctrine of, send me money and you'll get money in return, <laughs> right? It's a scam, it's a cheat. It's as old as religion. It's as old as time itself. And so Srila Prabhupada is pointing out how the people that do that, they get in this cycle. And they, they uh, material gain uh, allows them to, uh, allows us to enjoy our senses. And this cycle of occupational engagement of religiosity, so-called religiosity, followed by material gain, and then the material gain leads to fulfillment of desires. What does this do to the religiosity? Destroys it, right? The religiosity itself wasn't that pure, but maybe the motivations were pure. But you become degraded. You become attracted to the allurements that come with great wealth, right? Does anybody know rich people? Have you had terms? Yeah, everybody's met some rich folks every every now and again. Are they happy? No. They they appear to be happy. They appear to be enjoying themselves, right? Because they have opulent things. They have a beautiful big house. Or they have beautiful uh, objects around them. They have a beautiful life, right? They're traveling and they're going here and going there. And they're eating expensive foods. But they are inside they're intensely unhappy. They're very unhappy because they're worried about their money. They're worried about their stuff. They're worried about their house or houses. They're worried about their car. They're worried about this and that. They're worried about their face. Oh, I'm getting old. I don't look beautiful anymore. What can I do? <laughs> they're worried about so many things. And so uh, this uh, uh, the goal, society, that the goal that society tells us is 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 what we should be going for, which is material gain, right? So we can have sense gratification. It's such a false God. It's such a false hope. It's it's not real. It's not going to give you real enjoyment. It's not going to give you real satisfaction. It's going to give you temporary material satisfaction, which on the outside can look pretty good sometimes, right? Excuse me. Especially compared to being in an impoverished state, or uh, being in a difficult state, or being somewhere where things are are crazy, you know, there's a hurricane bearing down on you, political strife, war going on. Yeah, there's some pretty bad things. But for most folks, you know, we're not in a in a karmic situation where we're undergoing extreme difficulty, right? That may come, that comes and goes. But right now, we have a chance to say, wait a minute, 
What is the real goal of life? I have to maintain my body. I have to take care of myself. I have to have a job. Or if I'm married and my spouse works, then I take care of the home and the children. That's my duty, occupational duty. But it's important not to do our duties with an eye towards the enjoyment, the sense enjoyment that we can get from the money that we get from doing our duties. And it's, it, it's a constant, constant attack of Maya, right? Maya is constantly attacking us. Our senses are constantly pushing. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And so we have to draw the line. We have to be careful. We have to remember that although Krishna may give us good material facilities, some devotees have excellent material facility, right? Ambarish Prabhu has millions of dollars, was born into the Ford family, becomes a devotee of Srila Prabhupada. But what does he do? He uses his money in the service of Krishna. He's not attached to his money. I've met the man personally, met the devotee personally. He's an amazing personality. He's so down to earth, so humble, so kind, so sweet. You can't imagine someone who could have such wealth but not be attached to it. And he's not. He's arranged to give millions, 30, 40, 50 million dollars to Mayapur Project, right? I can't take it with me, so I give it all away, right? What are we going to do with all the stuff we have? You might say, well, I'm a, I'm a brahmachari. I don't have much stuff. You might say, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rich banker. I have a lot of stuff. Whatever you are as a devotee, you have stuff. What are you going to do with it when you pass away? It's just going to sit there. Someone else is going to have to dispose of it. Or they're going to get it and think, oh, this is the greatest thing. I want to keep this the rest of my life. (laughs) Is that what we do with stuff? No, it's worthless, right? What are we keeping all this stuff for? People build, have gigantic houses. Gigantic houses. Two people, maybe three people live in the house. One person and a servant. Or two people and three servants or something, right? And what for? So they can load it up with expensive furniture, jewelry, all these great things. Cars, motor cars, and and live the good life. Well, that just, it, it, it's not going to make us happy. And, and it, we've got to get the word out more. We've got to get the word out to telling people that uh, material gain should not be utilized for for sense gratification. It should only be utilized as follows. Srila Prabhupada is going to tell us. And what is that? A human being is meant for inquiry about the absolute truth. That's it. The only thing we're meant to do is inquire about the supreme absolute truth. Who is who? Sam, are you with us? Sam's out a little bit. Okay. Krishna. Krishna is the supreme absolute truth and and inquiring about the supreme absolute truth is our only is our only endeavor our only goal our only duty in this life right now now we have to do other smaller duties right we have to take care of ourselves you know we got to keep ourselves uh, body and soul together right keeping body and soul together that means the, the the soul doesn't separate from the body that means death right you can't just live a life where you just, well, anything, I'll just die. You know, No, you have to keep body and soul together so you can maintain a good body so that you can perform devotional service. Not so that you can make a lot more money and have sense gratification, but you take care of your body so that you can perform devotional service very nicely, right? If you're diseased, if you're mentally unstable, if you're not eating right, you're not in a good situation, you can't do, you can't sit and chant nicely, right? If your, 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 your situation is not settled. So what do we see when so many devotees join the movement, right? So many new people, bhaktas and bhaktins, what happens? They get settled, right? Oftentimes they move nearby. They get to move nearby the, the temple and they become settled, right? They, 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 they begin to pull themselves out of the muck of the material world and cause they're attracted, were attracted to the beauty of Shishi Radhakalachanji to the beauty of the behavior of the devotees, to the beauty of Srila Prabhupada's behavior, life, teachings, form, kirtan, 
all the things that Prabhupada is, we become super attracted to that. And we become super attracted to the disciples of Srila Prabhupada that are following closely in his footsteps, right? And we take on those persons as our spiritual masters. We surrender to them and then we ask them, please instruct me. And this is, this is, this is mandatory. You don't get Krishna on your own, right? You don't get Radharani on your own. You don't get Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on your own. You have to have guru. And guru disciple, guru disciple, link us up through the parampara, the Gaudiya, the Gaudiya Vaishnav Sampradaya. So special. We're so fortunate. We're so fortunate to have great uh, Vaishnavas in the chain, in, in our chain of disciplic succession, right? And we're celebrating the appearance day. Appearance or disappearance? Appearance, right? Yeah, it's appearance day of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Can anybody say why is appearance and disappearance the same? That's a hard one, isn't it? A little, a little more esoteric. Okay, I'll have a shot at it. I'll take a shot at it. Because Vaishnavas do not die. They are not ordinary persons. They don't just pass away and everybody forgets them, right? They're, they live on through their teachings, through their writings. And Srila Prabhupada had a lot of nice things to say about Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur ki! Bhaktivinoda Thakur Appearance Day Festival ki! So in his songs of the Vaishnava Charyas, Srila Prabhupada mentions gives uh mentions because mentions Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur I'm sorry Srila uh yeah Bhaktivinoda Thakur quite a bit because the songs in this book m- most of the songs were written by him as well as by Naratam Das Thakur. And uh Srila Prabhupada says in the beginning of the book, I am greatly pleased to see this collection of songs composed by Takur Bhaktivinod, Naratam Das, and other great Acharyas of the Gaudiya Vaishnava community, Sampradaya. Songs composed by the Acharyas are not ordinary songs. When chanted by pure Vaishnavas who follow the rules and regulations of Vaishnava character, they are actually effective in awakening the the Krishna consciousness dormant in every living entity. I have it, and, and, and Sri Prabhupada says, uh, he praises Achutananda Goswami because he put these songs together back in the, in the late sixties, early seventies. He went to, uh, India. So Sri Prabhupada says, I confer all my blessings upon Achutananda Goswami for his genuine attempt to advance in Krishna consciousness. This applies to all of us. Anyone who is making a genuine attempt to advance in Krishna consciousness gets what? The blessings of Srila Prabhupada. That's pretty special. I hope he will thus advance more and more and never be hampered by Maya. We should always remember the danger of Maya's influence and endeavor to save ourselves from her great power. We must therefore always merge in the transcendental mellow of Kirtan Ras. For Kirtan Ras is the safest situation within this material world. It's the safest situation within this material world. Hare Krishna, signed A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki. So, um, Prabhupada goes on to say, the songs in this book are mostly by Thakur Bhaktivinoda and Naratam Das Thakur. While they may sometimes make awkward English poetry, the translations are accurate renderings of the originals. All these songs have exquisite melodies, and cassette recordings are available to accompany the book. It should be noted that these songs and verses are all explanations of pure devotional service, and that devotional service to Krishna is obtained only by the mercy of the spiritual master, which can be obtained by serving his desires perfectly. These songs are not substitutes for the main and prime benediction of the age of Kali, the congregational chanting of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Hare Hare, 
which is of the utmost importance. They are verses which have expanded from the Maha Mantra, and they are explanations of the Maha Mantra. Thus, because they are expansions of the Maha Mantra, they are non-different from it. Non-different. These songs are non-different from the Maha Mantra. They expand upon the Maha Mantra. So let's read a short bit about Bhakti Minot Takur. We've all heard this before, but the more you hear it, the more it goes in, right? Have you ever had it that you heard something a thousand times and the thousandth and oneth time it kind of finally hit you? Or maybe a hundred times and then in 101 or 111, 120, 510, but, but you gotta hear it again and again and again. And then finally it goes in and you go, Wow, is that what, was that there? I heard this 500 times, but I don't remember it saying that, right? Have you all done that? Isn't it amazing? So this happened to me last night when I was reading a glimpse into the life of Takur Bhaktivinoda. Bhaktivinoda, excuse me, Takur Bhaktivinoda led a life of incessant labor and activity for Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He led a life of incessant labor and activity for Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He affected such immense good in the world that his work is only to be compared with the unbounded works of Sri Chaitanya himself and the Goswamis. Nothing, no one can compare to him except Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Goswamis. Is that special? Is that special? I mean, my goodness, incredible. What a personality, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Because sometimes we, we just think, oh, there's Prampara, Bhaktivinoda Saras, Bhaktivinoda Gorkshur Das Babaji Maharaj, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj, the Goswamis. You know, we pray to them and they're in a line and we say their names, but do we really think, wait a minute, what did that person do? What did that Acharya do? Who? What was that Acharya's uh, uh, amazing, amazing... Uh, thing that they gave, amazing benediction, amazing example. So many things to think about with the Acharyas. It was the spiritual attempts, uh, and, excuse me, it was the spiritual attempts and divine writings of this individual that turned the scale and led the intelligent and educated community to believe in the noble precepts and teachings of Lord Chaitanya. Who else can, can, can claim, make such a claim to be even close to that? Srila Prabhupada, right? Srila Prabhupada, who's come in this age, this 20th century, now 21st century, with his teachings and his, uh, his, 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 uh, his spiritual attempts, Srila Prabhupada calls it, spiritual attempts, his activity, his labor for Krishna. What an example. Srila Prabhupada, this is Srila Prabhupada again. If we look back one century, we cannot but be astonished to find how degraded was the condition of the Vaishnava faith, which had its pure origin in the deep and majestic spiritual philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even vastly learned pundits could not fathom the super excellent precepts of Lord Chaitanya's philosophy. Yet due to incredulity born of the ignorance of uncultured men, the Vaishnava faith had been degraded and was considered a beggar's excuse for living at the expense of society. It was by sheer love for the Godhead that Takur Bhaktivinod expounded the deep philosophy which had remained concealed in the pages of the Vedas, the Upanishads, the Puranas, and the Bhagavatam, by his action toward divine service, and also by his words, set in simple language to be easily understood by readers in general. Boy, did Prabhupada do that for us? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he had to. Prabhupada said his purports, his translations, were just in a way for us to understand in this age at this time. Back to Srila Prabhupada. He has given this philosophy to the world. It is his writings and his divine, unparalleled character that have helped to produce a class of educated and enlightened men who are now proud of their Vaishnava faith and of their acquisition of the spiritual knowledge 
of the pure and sublime philosophy of Krishna, on which the stern teachings of Sri Chaitanya are based. So this brings up an important point when we see the difficulties in our movement today. Are they anything to compare with the complete degradation of the Vaishnava movement? No. We still have intact, intact ISKCON. ISKCON did not splinter and fall apart. It has not become degraded. It did not adopt all of these sahaja, prakrita sahaja activities that the Vaishnava faith did after Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left and before Bhaktivinoda Thakur came. So we shouldn't see the difficulties of this world right now or the difficulties of our movement right now as insurmountable obstacles. We shouldn't see them as as excuses to denigrate the movement or to say the leadership's not right or the devotees aren't right or this person's not doing it right or this didn't happen right or this isn't right. Are there problems? Sure. Were there errors made? Of course. Because everyone is trying to become better, you know, with some exceptions, right? Persons in our movement are not perfect, but some persons in our movement are perfect. Srila Prabhupada, some of his disciples, right, are perfect. In my book, they're perfect, right? Nevertheless, others' mistakes are made. But we can't use that as an excuse to say, I don't need ISKCON. I can go somewhere else. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to follow the GBC, but I like Prabhupada. I don't want to follow my temple president, but I like ISKCON. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't take it halfway. You have to accept it. And a way to do that is to remember how crazy it must have been to be a member of the Vaishnava faith back in these days when it became totally degraded, right? What what was the reaction of those persons? Did they leave? Well, I'm not going to be a Vaishnava anymore. I don't want to be amongst devotees anymore. No. They stuck with it. They they fought against the tide of negativity and ugliness that was there and saw the purity and emphasized that and didn't give up trying in their own hearts, in their own effort to become a pure devotee, to give Krishna to, to others, to understand the supreme absolute truth. They never get, you don't give that up because there's certain external things that are that, that are difficult. It's always going to be that way. Krishna himself sends the difficulties. Why? Because he has to clean things out sometimes, right? He cleaned out the movement of Prakritya Sahajas. Then Bhaktivinoda Thakur came and he reestablishes the pure principles so that devotees, so that people who are crying, they're crying out for this knowledge. In their hearts, they're dying. You know, they're so sad. People are committing suicide. People are depressed. Because they don't have this knowledge. They, they're, they're, they're crying out for it. Srila Prabhupada, when he was still in India, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, I mean, sorry, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur came to him in a dream and he said, how's it going? <laughs> Are you getting ready to go to the West? And Prabhupada was, of course. He was preparing. It was a lifetime of preparation, right? And he, and, and his spiritual master told him, there are souls in the Western country who are crying out for you. They're crying out for you to come and give them this knowledge. They can't wait, you know, because they know they're not unhappy. They're not going to be happy in the spiritual, in this material world. They're only going to be happy with spiritual knowledge. And it took Srila Prabhupada to come from the West, to come to the West and deliver Bhagavatam, to deliver Bhagavad Gita as it is. Nobody else understood Bhagavad Gita. Did anybody read other Bhagavad Gitas before you joined? You born in the movement, so <laughs> I did. I read two or three other Bhagavad Gitas, you know, and I it was flowery language, and I was attracted to the poetry. Oh, it's beautiful, and I would recite them, and I was attracted to this sloka and that sloka, and then I would read Prabhupada. I go, what? This isn't even similar. This is just not even close to what I read before, you know. And so I was still attracted to the old, to these other, because they were flowery and poetic. But there was no purport, and the person that translated them didn't understand it. He didn't understand it, or she didn't understand it. It's about Krishna. You have to understand Krishna to explain Krishna, <laughs> right? Prabhupada, one time, he, he, there was a little tape recorder, and so the devotees were looking at it and trying to figure out how to use it and set some button, and, and, and so Srila Prabhupada was looking at it with the devotees, and this one devotee said, what's that button for? And Prabhupada, Prabhupada said, you're supposed to be the expert. 
You said you knew how to operate this thing. He said, you don't know how to operate it. He was pointing that out, that you can't teach how to use something if you don't know how to use it yourself, right? But how many people do that anyway, right? You know, they become teachers. They, they don't, they don't really understand the topic, but they, 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 they try to teach it anyway. Well, what is their result? How well do they teach it? You know, I suffered with really horrible algebra teachers. Did anybody else have that problem in high school? America, they make you learn algebra. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't. I, they probably do in Asia. I don't know. But I never understood why we need to, to know algebra in high school. Because to me, it was a very difficult topic. And especially made more difficult if you don't have teachers who know how to teach it. <laughs> when the teachers themselves don't understand algebra, you, they can't give it to you. And especially if, if they don't know how to teach it. Like you can slough by, like maybe, right? You can have a teacher's book and you can read the book and you can read to the end. And okay, now here's the answer. But you can't do that with algebra, right? You can't do that with statistics. You can't do that with math or many other subjects. Some subjects you can, you know, when it's just information. What's the answer? You know, who killed so-and-so? You know, when did Columbus sail the ocean? Okay, that's a date. I can give you that. I can teach that. That's easy to teach. But something that's difficult to teach, what's the most difficult topic there is? Krishna. Because he's, he, you can't understand him. You can't understand him just by sitting there looking at him and saying, Oh, I understand Krishna. I've seen him. Now I understand him. Well, okay, explain all his pastimes. Explain all these difficult difficulties of the world. <clears throat> explain why bad things happen to good people, right? That's a big one out there in the world. I'm good. Why does bad things happen to me? You know, I, I gave to the church. I gave money. I, I live a good life. I never did anything bad. I, I, I atoned for my sins. I, I prayed. I said I was sorry when I hurt anybody. But why did this bad thing happen to me? Well, that understanding all of that together and explaining that to people, giving them Krishna, it's a big topic, right? We can, we, we should interact with people personally and answer these questions that they have as nicely as we can. But think about our own effort. When we first joined, what we knew and what we learned right away. I thought I had it all really fast, right? Did y'all think that? I was so in the muck. You know, when I got in here, I, be, I be, started to become a devotee. I was enthralled. I was, I was, uh, I had given up so much garbage and I was, my heart was just bursting with excitement, you know, to read this and understand this knowledge. And, and I thought pretty quick, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Krishna, Bhagavad Gita. I read the Gita, I read some, I sat in class. I met Tamal Krishna Maharaj. I was listening to his lectures. You know, this is it, right? But then, you know, 30 years later, 20 years later, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's bigger than that. There's more to it than that. It takes longer than that. It's a hard struggle sometimes. Sometimes it's a hard slog, right? You've got to deal with your anartas in your heart. Unwanted, dirty things that you think they're gone, right? When I first joined, it's gone. I'm pure. I, I got initiated. I don't have any more sins. But what's the reality? The dark, ugly things are still in there and they come out. As you continue as a devotee, they have to come out because they have to be dealt with. Thank you. If you don't deal with the ugly, bad things in your heart, they just sit and they fester and then they become what? Weeds. Weeds that grow up around your bhakti lata beach and then they choke. You know, they choke the creeper. And then you, you suddenly you're going, wow, I don't feel it anymore. I'm not, I'm not as enthusiastic. I'm not going to spend time with the devotees. I'm not spending my efforts as much as I used to for Krishna, right? You've got to pull those weeds out. You've got to deal with the unwanted dirty things in the heart and face them. Face it. And be a good gardener and say, you know, I'm pretty attached to this weed and I've been watering it all my life. Maybe for billions of lifetimes. And that weed is, you know, sex desire or desire for uh, enjoyment or a desire to eat palatable foods or desire for a fine motor car. Whatever it is, got to grab that weed and pull it out and say, this is not going to help me. What's going to help me in Christian consciousness? What's going to help my family in their Krishna consciousness? What's going to help those that are around me? How can I pursue Krishna consciousness and understand supreme absolute truth more deeply and give it to others? Because the less we're giving it to others, the more we're just going to struggle. 
the more we're trying to give it to others, the more Krishna and Srila Prabhupada, right? The acharyas, the devotees benedict us. Thank you, Prabhu. There's, there, there's no question of understanding Krishna without the benediction of the devotees, the acharyas, the Gita, the Bhagavatam, the holy name, the deities, all of the devotees. We have to get mercy from all the devotees. The lady that's, that's mopping the floor, her? Yeah, even her. <laughs> you need her mercy. You need everybody's mercy. You need the topmost person in the movement's mercy. You need the bottommost person. Everybody that's doing anything for Krishna can help you. If you, if you beg them, you plead with them in your heart, you offer obeisances to those who are more senior to you in, in, in reality. You offer obeisances in your mind, right? And in your heart to persons that are more junior to you. But you, they're still worshipable, right? So I hope that covered it a little bit. I got to speak a little bit about Bhaktivinoda Thakur. I did want to read one song, though. It's getting a little bit late. But when I opened up the book, it opened right up to Gurudev, right? So I thought, wow, that's a good one to read. To actually hear some of the words of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur today because he wrote this song. And it's really so beautiful. I'm just going to read the first verse in uh, the Bengali, and then I'll read the English. Gurudev, Kripa Bindu Dia, Koro E Dase, Trina Peka Atihina, Sakala Sahane, Baladia Koro, Nijamane Spiahina. Gurudev, give this servant just one drop of mercy. I am lower than a blade of grass. Please give me all help. Give me strength. Let me be as you are, without desires or aspirations. The rest, I offer you all respects, for thus I may have the energy to know you correctly. Then, by chanting the holy name in great ecstasy, all my offenses will cease. When will such mercy fall to this one who is weak and devoid of intelligence? Allow me to be with you. If you examine me, you will find no qualities. Your mercy is all that I am made of. If you are not merciful unto me, I can only weep, and I will not be able to maintain my life. So really beautiful words from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Give me just one drop. He just asked for one drop of mercy and uh, to, to, to help us. So that's it. I hope I... Uh, didn't say anything offensive. If I offended anybody, please forgive me. And thanks for listening. Thanks for being here and for listening if you're listening online. Do we have any comments or questions? I think we have a microphone. Yes, Prabhu. Thank you for a wonderful class, Prabhu. I got a question. You mentioned um, like we have weeds in our hearts and that, you know, ever since we've been here in this material world, we've that weed has been growing. And um, is, can you give like a practical suggestion of how we can like pull that weeds out and grow our creeper, devotional creeper? Practical suggestions for pulling out the weeds. Yes. I remember I asked this question uh, many years ago. I said, well, how do you pull the weeds out? You know, and it was a time when the weeds uh, were, were uh, not as visible to me. I had sort of, I was earlier on and I was just seeing, you know, everything was rainbow and roses, right? You know, sunshine and rainbows. And so I, I, I knew that I had deep seated things to deal with, but they weren't, you know, they weren't as prominent. Later on, as, as I became a devotee, those anartas become more, uh, thorny. <laughs> they become more difficult, right? The, uh, the, the the weeds grow thorns and then they prick into the they prick into the creeper and you're like oh yeah that one's there <laughs> I forgot about that one you know and and even they they uh, they they erupt right eruption and they cause fall down they cause problems they cause you to try and enjoy yourself it's 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 just the it's just the way it is they're there and they have to be dealt with they have to be dealt with and what I realized over time is that the way that a, a good gardener pulls out those weeds is to, and, and this sounds trite, and it's like the same old answer, but it's really the truth. 
You have to keep on associating with the devotees. You have to keep on chanting. You have to keep on asking questions to your spiritual advisors. Especially when you have an eruption or you have a problem, you should really go to someone who's already dealt with a hundred devotees that have been through the same problem, right? And they can help you so much with that getting back on track with uh, dealing with the anarta and not being afraid. That's a really big one is not being afraid to tell someone, not being afraid to admit your frailties, to admit your weaknesses, to admit your anartas, to admit the dirty things that are in your heart that are causing a lot of problems, right? For a lot of devotees. It's uh, it's the reason why a lot of, a lot of devotees suddenly they don't come anymore, right? Or they're here, but they're always, you know, Various different disturbances are coming up. And so we don't want to be a disturbance to other devotees. We don't, we're disturbed enough ourselves, right? I disturb myself enough. I don't need to disturb others. So it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a factor of, that's, that's one of the things. Oh, another one of the things is being honest with yourself and not being afraid. Don't be afraid to talk to the devotees and don't be afraid if others come to learn of your difficulties, because they're having the same difficulties. And if they see others are having the same difficulties and they see someone trying to overcome the difficulties, that gives them, makes them feel better. And that makes them want to fight their difficulties more, right? And so, uh, that, that, that aspect is, is, is part of it. That we, we, we keep to the core things because the, the unwanted weeds, the, the anartas, pull us away they they choke our creeper so usually our 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 spiritual practices go down our chanting goes down our associating with devotees goes down our deity worship goes down we're not doing things we're not offering our every bit of food we eat to krishna we're you know all these things are there we we make excuses i just need to eat out i just need to go here i just need to do that it's okay i can have a little bit of maya it's all right you know, I, I won't, I, I, you know, I'm not going to expire from it. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to lose my Christian consciousness. Well, when, when, when you take that point of view and you do it enough times, you do lose your Christian consciousness. You can lose it. You can. It can go so that you get so far detached. You get, it's been so long since you chanted your rounds. It's been so long since you read the books that, that you dry up. Your creeper, your bhakti creeper just dries up. And when it dries up, it loses its roots. It, it, the ground is dry. What happens? You've seen the plants. They they dry up and blow away. It's gone. There's no evidence there was a plant there. It's gone. You know, sometimes though, have you ever seen this on a pot or then you water it and it comes back? Like, oh, it was in the ground. <laughs> it wasn't dead. It was just dormant, right? <laughs> so this is what happens. We've got to chant Hare Krishna. We've got to chant Hare Krishna. We've got to chant and and water the seed again and not let it stay dormant in the ground it's always there but it, it sometimes it comes up if we let it get choked it dries up and dies but that's that that stalk can come up again and especially if we have guru we've surrendered to spiritual master right that is so important to get the mercy get the benediction you know even if we're in the worst situation they're going to pull us out they're going to help help pull us out, right? They're going to give us the knowledge by which we say, oh, wait a minute. I remember Krishna. I remember how that's that was a lot more enjoyable than this material enjoyment I'm trying to have right now. You know, we've heard devotees say that when when they left the movement after Sri Prabhupada left and Prabhupada disciples. He said, I was in the, one devotee said, I was in the midst of a, a, a huge crowd of sense enjoyers and I was just going at it, right? And just ready to give up Krishna consciousness, I was just going to enjoy myself. And they said they could never forget Krishna. <laughs> they could never forget Prabhupada. Things, they would hear things or see things, and it would remind them of Krishna. <laughs> so we're pretty much, to our benefit, we're pretty much ruined as sense enjoyers. <laughs> so if you ever think, man, I'm chucking Krishna consciousness, I'm just going to be a pure hedonistic enjoyer, guess what? <laughs> It may not happen like that. Krishna is still going to be involved. Guru is still going to be involved. Doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, suffer, right? You might get some sense gratification. You might 
enjoy your senses very fully. But guess what? You're going to get karma for that. You're going to get some real heavy reaction, right? And so uh, that's, you know, Krishna doesn't want to do that. Krishna wants to give love to his devotees. He wants to help us in a loving way. But if he has to, right, he has to tell Maya, okay, they, they, he's, they, the, 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 that soul's turned their back on me so many times. They have to have the hard lesson. They have to have the hard love, right? Does that happen with our children? Sometimes with our friends, you know, your friends just not getting it. You got to be a little bit stronger with them, you know, a little bit more tough love. So that would be my answer that, that that's how you be a good gardener is you, you actually, uh, you, you, you really, you really, uh, pursue your sadhana, you know, deeply and carefully and you beg Krishna, you ask Krishna, Reveal my anartas, please, Lord. And when they do come out, you don't freak out and you you uh, admit it. Okay, here's my problem. Envy. Here's my problem. Greed. Here's my problem. Uh, desire for material. Desire for money. Because so, I'm attracted to opulent things. Uh, sex desire. Intoxication. Whatever it is, you know, you admit it to yourself. This is the problem. And then you, uh, uh, Krishna reveals it. And then you, you, you double down on your sadhana, you double down on your, your time with devotees, and especially with the most advanced devotees that you can find, right? You know, there's always going to be devotees that will support you in living a life that's half in Krishna and half out, right? Uh, you know, one foot in the grave and one foot in the, you know, cause they're struggling too. And they, they don't want to feel bad like they're, 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 you know, their sense enjoyment is is such a bad thing. No, it's not. Of course. Oh, even I do. Oh, everyone. Oh, every you know, no. You can't go don't associate with those kind of voices. And that, that voice is often your own mind, right? Your own mind will tell you that. So you don't want to associate with that kind of energy. You want to be with the most advanced devotees who really have already uh, understood and gotten past it. And they'll look at you and you, you reveal your heart to them and then they tell you, here's some things you can do. This will, this might help you. This will help you. And, and if you do it, it helps you. There's no question. So it's, 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 uh, it's, it's really true. And we've heard, we hear it thousands of times constantly if you feel a problem, only associate with devotees, associate with the most advanced devotees, associate with the pure devotees and you get, you get more advancement more quickly. And that's what we're after. And the advancement when we're in the Anarta Navritti stage, right, the Madhyam stage, is to clear. It's a clearing stage, right? We're clearing out. We're cleaning, cleaning the heart. And it takes it takes real, uh, real deep effort. And it it I think everybody, a lot a lot of devotees get stuck in that, and then they backslide, backslide into Kanishta. That's me, you know. So it it takes time. So sorry for the long answer. I was trying to figure it out as I as I spoke. It's, it's nice sometimes when you just start to say, and then things come to you, you know. So I encourage everyone to give class. Please give class while you're in town. I know you're here for a while. Everyone, however long, give class. Uh, uh, let me know or, or anybody. Just let just and we'll get you to the person that arranges the class. But please give class because I haven't given class in a long time, and I was all, so dried out, you know, from not giving class. And now I gave class, and the class is is more for me, you know, the benefit that I get from having to read and prepare for the class and then speak, and it's it's so nice, you know, and and it's just talking about Krishna. Who doesn't love to talk about Krishna? Who doesn't love to talk, right? <laughs> yeah, you get the mic, no one else talks. You got to just monologue the whole time. <laughs> and so you know me, I'm a I'm a big ego head so i love to hear my own voice so you know so it's great for me but i really encourage anybody give class and uh thank you for the nice question any other questions Mataji? well once again thank you for being here you y'all have been a wonderful audience so attentive and nice and i appreciate getting to speak with you and i'm sorry i didn't get to hear more from you because i know all y'all have incredible uh realizations too and don't be afraid to share them because they're jewel-like, they're jewel-like realizations, right? I remember Sri Prabhupada saying that, or I read it somewhere. It was, you know, when a devotee, uh, 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 and a, so, someone gives you 
um, their realizations about spiritual life, about the world, about Krishna, they are they're like getting a really rare jewel from that person because their whole life has been about getting to that point to have that realization. And then when they share it with you, it's like a rare jewel. And you get that as your benefit. And that's what Srila Prabhupada does. All his purports are just like jewels. And the jewels are literally just flowing out of Srila Prabhupada. They're flowing out of his feet, these spiritual gems, spiritual jewels. So, okay. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki.